She's classy. She's sassy. She's a little smart assy. Ladies and gents, the priestess of swearing spirituality. The badass whisperer herself, Kelly McLean. Hey, welcome to Bitch Scopes. Again, I was like, which bitch podcast am I doing? Bitch Scopes, your <laughs> weekly astrological rundown for empowerment of the divine feminine, aka astrology for feminists. Um, but that doesn't mean that men cannot listen or read the horoscopes that I write. Um, I know quite a few men who do actually. So, um, yeah, come one, come all. Feminism needs you. Um, today is uh, <laughs> February 27th. As usual, I am a heaping pile of chaos. I don't really know why. Um, everything's fine. Just um, I feel like it's been a Mercury retrograde day and it's not. And I looked to try to make sense of it. I got nothing. So it's just me. Um I've been like this for two days. Like I'm super ungrounded and I've, I've been trying to engage in conscious grounding practices and I'm just a mess. Um, don't know why, but like everything I touch, I drop, I spill. So yeah, anyway, that's just me right now. And so it was really, um, it was interesting trying to sit down and record this today. It's, it's like I have ADHD, which I probably do. But the, the clumsiness is just a whole other level of annoying. But here I am. And um, let's talk about this week's astrology. So this is for the week of February 27th into the month of March. I can't believe it. Um, so we'll talk about the, the, the business through March 5th or 6th. <sighs> Let me just take a deep breath and get my shit together. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I love hearing from you guys. I've heard from quite a few of you recently. Um, so I just really suck at promoting myself. But as soon as I started promoting myself, I got a whole bunch of um, emails and orders. So yay me. Um, I do personal astrology readings. And if you would like that to happen, you can email me at, I don't know, anywhere really. You can hit me up over on Instagram. Um, you can email me at <clears throat> kelly at the bitchwhisperer.me. com was already taken. Don't judge me. So it's kelly, K E L L Y, at the bitchwhisperer.me. Um, or hey bitches at bitchstory.net will work too. Anyway, hit me up if you would like a reading. Um, <clears throat> you can always check out my website, which is. Well, it's kelly-mclean.com. <clears throat> I have trouble getting to that one sometimes. I don't know why. But kelly-mclean.com and thebitchwhisperer.me are the same site. Um, I would be curious to know if <clears throat> both of them work for you. There's like a, it's my computer. But anyway, I need a new one. So get a personal astrology reading with me so this bitch can get a new computer. <laughs> um I do tarot also if you're interested in such things. And um, I have some oracle cards. 
And I don't know. I mean, if you're interested in stuff, best place to find all that information is probably the website, but um, I love emails. So you can email me too. Um, all right. So I don't know why, like I did marketing as a professional businesswoman for about 10 years. Um, but as the old adage goes, the mechanic is always the one with the broken car. Like the marketing person is terrible at marketing herself, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so this week is kind of fun. Um, there's not a ton happening. Again, every astrologer is going to approach this a little bit differently. Everybody looks at things a little differently. Some really focus on the moon, which of course is affecting us on a daily basis. Um, some deal more in minor aspects, um, semi-squares and semi-sextiles and um, things that I have trouble pronouncing. And so everybody has their different take. They all have value. It's really just about what feels right to you, what feels accurate to you. Um, and sometimes that changes. But um, yeah, I, of course, do major transits of the major planets. And then I also include the goddess asteroids and the, um, are they called the centaur asteroids? I guess like Chiron and anyway, all the, some, not all, some of the more popular, is that the word? Asteroids are covered in bitch scopes. And I just feel like their energy is, I don't know, it feels to me, it's a little easier to access. I don't know. I don't know why. I, they just feel like they add personal <clears throat> energy to each scope. But this week, there's not a ton happening. There's only two major transits this week. So let's talk. Um, we have asteroid activity, but the, the two major transits are Venus conjunct Jupiter and Mercury conjunct Saturn. Both of them are once a year, for the most part, events. Um, so they're, you know, significant. Venus conjunct Jupiter is like pleasant and peaceful and I don't know, just sort of like friendly and charming. Um, and then Mercury conjunct Saturn is like being serious and conscientious and disciplined and logical, logic and reason and problem solving are all um, favored under those transits. And let's see, those happen when Venus conjunct Jupiter happens on Wednesday. Mercury conjunct Saturn happens on Thursday. The interesting thing about Mercury conjunct Saturn is that it does happen at 29 degrees of Aquarius. So the Saturn energy will feel heavier than like rules, discipline, order. And then because it's Aquarius, 29 degrees of Aquarius, it's, uh, you know, humanitarian issues could feel particularly urgent or critical. I mean, there's plenty to choose from. <laughs> there's so much fucked up right now and uh, so many humanitarian issues that deserve attention. Um, particularly, I would say Turkey so many people suffering after the earthquakes. But anyway, that is um, Thursday. So, you know, it is about like having to acknowledge authority bleh, and stuff like that. <laughs> My favorite. But um, it is also very good for problem solving and logic and reason. So 
the month of March as a whole is a big deal. That's why I feel like this week, we're just going to like take this opportunity this week to like catch our breath um, if possible. Because here's what's happening in March. Mercury changes signs twice. Um, Venus changes signs. The sun changes signs. The spring equinox happens. Mars changes signs. Finally, after being in Gemini for seven months, when he normally is about six weeks in a sign. Saturn changes signs. Saturn's been in Aquarius for two and a half years. So that's a big deal. Pluto changes signs. That's a huge deal. Pluto's been in Capricorn for 15 years doing all its disruptive stuff, um, fucking with the patriarchy and other foundations and shaking up, I don't know, rules and all kinds of societal things. Um, and then as Pluto moves into Aquarius, God help me, I'm an Aquarius, so I don't know, um, he'll be forcing us to look at humanitarian issues. It's bound to get ugly as it did in Capricorn because that's how Pluto works. He stirs up the shit so that the shit can be sifted out. <laughs> um, but Aquarius issues, I don't know. I think they're a little easier to align with, especially for an Aquarian. Um, so I don't mind if it gets kind of ugly and passionate. I feel like that's needed. So that's cool. But that's a lot to happen in a single month. That's a lot of pl uh, planets changing signs. It's a big deal. And so we're bound to feel all of that. Um, Next week, um, we also have a full moon in Virgo. That's not going to be my favorite thing. Um, so this week, I just wanted to kind of like sit, have a cup of tea, read some poetry with y'all. So that's what we're going to do. Um, I, if this is called bibliomancy, when you just like open a book and like select a passage randomly, I'm calling this guided bibliomancy. Um, because I did, I did sort of select them with, um, with that particular signs chart activity in mind. So it was sort of quasi random. Um, I used about four or five different sources. I have, um, you know, like a big book of prose and poetry, and then a few of my favorite poets and, um, just a couple of authors that aren't poets. Anyway, you'll get the idea. So I'm going to read these to you guys. Um, usually uh, the last couple shows I've been saying, you know, you can go read them because I think it's more um, helpful, I think, to read them with your own eyes. And you certainly can do that this time, but it's poetry. So it's kind of fun to do poetry. So like we're going to snap and like, yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get our hippie on before. Um, you know, before next week when things start to really shift and we have to pay attention to shit. So for now, we're just going to be hippies and drink tea. So Aries, here's your quote. My bees get their first supplies from the catkins of the willows. How quickly they find them out. If but one catkin opens anywhere within range, a bee is on hand that very hour to rifle it. And it is a most pleasing experience to stand near the hive some mild April day and see them come pouring in with their little baskets packed with this first fruitage of the spring. That's by John Burroughs um, in a passage called The Pastoral Bees. And that is from, I believe, the name of the work 
the larger work is locusts and wild honey. Um, so interestingly enough, the, the significant activity in your chart is in the 11th house, which is, I mean, if bees were into astrology, that's where I would put bees, the 11th house. I've never asked one. Maybe you could ask, but um, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. It was, it was quasi random. <laughs> um, Taurus. I think people make a very big mistake by not showing their human sides. More often than not, if people can see the sensitive side of people in business, they relate to them better. They realize we all have frailties just like they do, and it really strengthens relationships. This is a quote, which is, she's probably not in this role anymore because this book is a little older. Janet L. Robinson, she was the CEO of the New York Times um, during what years, I don't know. Um, I have this book of, it's like quotes by powerful women, but it is dated in such a way that I feel like there's like some internalized sexism in some of what they said. And this one was one of them um, because what the quote said is if people could see the sensitive side of women in business, they relate better to them. And that just pissed me off. So I just changed it to people. Um, I, I mean, I don't think I need to explain why that pisses me off, but um, yeah, I just... It pisses me off. Okay, I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> because women are fucked over if they show their sensitive side in business. There's no question. If you are privileged enough as a woman to be able to show your sensitive side in business, it's because you're at the tippy top of the organization. Hello? But, you know, if you're at the bottom trying to work your way up, I'm, I'm going to quote my best friend today, being sensitive as a woman in business and showing it, that's like bleeding next to a shark. So I don't know. I just, mm. but if I take the word women out of this quote and I just say, if people can see the sensitive side of people in business, I do think that's true. If it, whether it's a salesperson or customer service or whatever, um, Anyway, Taurus, sorry to go off on a soapbox, but I know you get it. Your chart activity is mostly happening in the 12th house of your spiritual and inner life and in your 10th house of public life. And so with this quote, I'm sort of asking, can you merge those two things together or at least introduce them to each other um, because they can enrich each other, your, your career, your spirituality, and your spirituality <clears throat> to your career. Excuse me. I have no idea what's happening with my voice. Hold on. All right. <clears throat> we'll see how long my voice holds out. It's kind of gravelly. Gemini. Let's conjure up from the depths of our souls, the truest, most beautiful lives we can imagine. The truest, most beautiful families we can fathom. The truest, most beautiful world we can hope for. Let's put it all on paper. Let's look at what we've written and decide that these are not pipe dreams. These are our marching orders. These are the blueprints for our lives, our families, and the world. May the invisible become visible. May our dreams become our plans. And that is a quote by one of my favorite humans and authors, Glennon Doyle, from her book, Untamed. If you have not read it, I fucking highly recommend it. It is a life changer. 
Um, your 11th and 9th houses are particularly activated this week, and those are both very visionary and idealistic, ruled by Aquarius and Sagittarius. They're both dreamers. So dream the impossible dream. The realists of the world depend on you to do so. Let me check my recording time. All right, I'm okay. <laughs> Cancer. Uh, here's your quote. Out of the mud, two strangers came and caught me splitting wood in the yard. And one of them put me off my aim by hailing cheerily, hit them hard. I knew pretty well why he dropped behind and let the other go on away. I knew pretty well what he had in mind. He wanted to take my job for pay. And that is a poem by Robert Frost called Two Tramps in Mud Time. And Cancer, the two areas of your chart that I'm drawn to are the 10th and the 8th this week. The 10th, of course, is career and aspirations. And the 8th is well, it's a lot of things, but traumas, burdens, secrets. And so I think you should hold your ideas close to you, lest anyone steal them from you is what I'm saying. And I usually don't encourage paranoia, but um, I feel like this is a vulnerability for you, Cancer. So um, if you have some really great business ideas, don't share them just yet. Um, Leo. Europe clogged my heart with all the joys of life. The only cure, the doctor said, was to cleanse myself completely of any culture, inspiration, or authenticity. So he prescribed a healthy but not deadly dose of Hollywood. And that is from a poem by an author named Atticus. And the book is called The Dark Between the Stars. Um, I don't think, I mean, they're really short little prose poems like that. Um, so I don't think it has a title, but the, the book title is the dark between the stars. Uh, Leo, I'm hoping it's kind of obvious why this quote is appropriate for you because Hollywood and culture and authenticity and passion, but it's also fitting because your charts, seventh and ninth houses, um, where we fall in love with others and with experiences are, um, so I don't ever seek the cure for a heart clogged with joy clog that motherfucker right up with joy. <laughs> Virgo. We, let's see. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Okay. May I feel, said he. I'll squeal, said she. Just once, said he. It's fun, said she. May I touch, said he. How much, said she. A lot, said he. Why not, said she. And that is from my favorite, 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 favorite E.E. E. Cummings. I, the title of the piece is 16. Um, it's very obvious that that's a sexual experience. I love the way E.E. E. Cummings writes these. And for his time, he was very like taboo. Um, he talked about sex and sexuality in a lot of his poetry. And, um, you know, then he used like weird form and no capitals. And he was just, I freaking love him. Anyway, the area of your chart most activated are the eighth house and the sixth house. Both of those are houses of like, well, I mean, the fifth house is the house of physical pleasure, but the sixth house is the house of the body. The eighth house is sex. So I definitely think there's some sexual energy happening in your body what you do with it is your choosing, but I love that poem for you for this week. Libra. I caught myself smiling, thinking of a memory we have yet to make, 
I'll let you know when we get there. And that is a poem by an author named J. Iron Word. And the title of the poem is Future Memories. Your fifth and seventh houses are activated this week, and those relate to romance, joy, sex, and relationship. It's a good week to remember how silly and stupid and important that kind of love is and nurture it wherever you find it. Um, J. Iron Word is a sappy, sappy romantic poet. I fucking love him. <laughs> He's um, modern. Like these are books that were very recently published. I think I have two by him. Anyway, Scorpio. When it comes to who my children are, I don't want to be an expectations parent. I don't want my kids striving to meet an arbitrary list of preconceived goals I have created for them. I want to be a treasure hunt parent. I want to encourage my children to spend their lives digging and covering more and more about who they already are and then sharing what they discover with those lucky enough to be trusted by them. And that is, again, by Glennon Doyle from Untamed. The reason I picked that is your fourth and sixth houses are strong this week. Um, what are the habits that make your home or your family the way it is? And can you derive something useful for your parenting practice from this quote? I certainly can. But also, I think you can apply that to yourself. Um, let's not hold ourselves to expectations. Let's let ourselves go on a treasure hunt and discover ourselves, you know? That's beautiful. And let's see, Sagittarius. She was no one to me on a train in May and everyone to me under the stars in June. That is, again, Atticus from the book, The Dark Between the Stars. Romance and friends are the flavor of the week for you, Sag. Um, cherish the people you spend time with and fall in love with until you can't cherish them anymore. And then you move on, you cherish yourself, and you surround yourself with people who cherish you. Capricorn. Um... Spades take up leaves no better than spoons, and bags full of leaves are as light as balloons. Next to nothing for weight, and since they grew duller from contact with the earth, next to nothing for color, next to nothing for use. But a crop is a crop, and who's to say where the harvest shall stop? That is Robert Frost again from a poem called Gathering Leaves. Um, this week, your fourth and your second houses are more active. The fourth house, of course, is home and family. Um, the second house is earned money. Um, but the things we value also fall into the second house. So things hold whatever value you assign to them. A crop is a crop. Or is it? I mean, you get to decide what is a value within your own family dynamic. Aquarius. This is a very short one. She was just my kind of crazy. And that's, again, from the author Atticus from The Dark Between the Stars. I selected this line for selfish reasons because I'm an Aquarius and we all know that I'm crazy. But for every crazy, there is a person out there that will cherish that flavor of crazy. And we all deserve that. Don't try to cram yourself into society's stupid little square cubbies. Your abstractly shaped star cubby is just perfect as it is. And it's not really a cubby. It's just sort of a, a suggestion of a cubby. <laughs> anyway, just uh, don't, don't feel pressured to be normal. I mean, you couldn't if you tried Aquarius. Trust me, I've tried. Um, 
<laughs> but we don't need you to be normal. Nobody needs us to be normal. They need us to be the weirdos that we are. Okay, finally, Pisces. This might be one of my favorites. <clears throat> Someone sent a band to my house and it started playing at five in the morning. I took this as a sign that God wanted me to sing. And that is from Hafiz, the famous poet. Um, the name of the poem is I took it as a sign. Your second and 12th houses are most active this week. Um, the second is not just money, but it's a place. It's it's what you place value on. And your 12th is your inner spiritual life. Um, so whatever, whatever you decide is a sign is a sign. If you place value on music, you'll hear God in music. If you place value on gardening, you'll see God in every little thing popping through the soil. You can tell I garden because I said thing. Like, anyway, I don't garden. Um, where you get your signs is less important than recognizing them because it gives life meaning. And that's pretty much it. Um, so snaps for the poetry. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. I would love to hear from you guys. Again, feel free to go reread everything. Um, there's plenty of details that I didn't cover here that you can read on the blog. And that is kellymclean.blogspot.com. Have a great week, you guys. And I will talk to you next week or on the other podcasts if you listen to those. Thanks. Bye-bye.